The VPM Daily Newscast is sponsored by Kanawa Capital Management. Your financial life is unique, complex, and dynamic. Kanawa Capital Management's team of credentialed professionals has been helping its clients build wealth and confidence through personalized planning and informed investing since 1989. Learn more at cancap.com. That's K-A-N-C-A-P.com. I'm Benjamin Dolly, and this is the VPM Daily Newscast. The Virginia Department of Elections has resolved an issue that prevented people from registering to vote. As Ben Pavier reports, several groups are planning a lawsuit to extend voter registration, which was set to end yesterday. At least two advocacy groups, New Virginia Majority and the Lawyers Committee for Civil Rights, plan to file a lawsuit against Virginia to extend the voter registration deadline. It's a tactic they used successfully after a similar website crash in 2016, and one supported by Governor Ralph Northam. Virginia law does not allow the governor to extend the deadline. That is up to the courts, and I would support a court-ordered extension of the deadline. State officials say utility workers accidentally cut a cable in Chester, Virginia, shutting down IT services for several state agencies. Officials say that problem has now been fixed. Ben Pavier, VPM News. A militia group charged with conspiring to kidnap Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer also discussed taking Virginia Governor Ralph Northam. As Roberta Roldan reports, the revelation came from an FBI agent during a hearing in Michigan on Tuesday. The FBI agent testified that two of the six men charged in the Michigan case also met with other militia members in June. At the meeting, they discussed taking a sitting governor and mentioned Whitmer and Northam by name. At a press conference in Richmond, Northam blamed President Trump's rhetoric. These threats are not coming and this rhetoric is not coming from another country. It's coming from Washington. And that I regret. And it needs to stop. There's no indication that Northam was ever in imminent danger or that there was an active plot. In a statement, a White House spokesperson said the president has, quote, continually condemned white supremacy and all forms of hate and accused Northam of sowing division. Roberta Roldan, VPM News. In a VPM-hosted forum last night, Representative Donald McEachin was asked about a major police reform bill he co-sponsored. It includes a ban on no-knock warrants and prohibits racial profiling. Most police officers are good officers. But for the bad ones, we need to put in place these rules, these reforms, they're necessary, and that's the reason people are out in the streets. McEachin's challenger for the 4th Congressional District, Bishop Leon Benjamin, said Congress should be investing in police departments, not defunding them. When I call 911, I I don't need a psychiatrist. I want a police officer to come to my aid. Yes, get more training. Yes, get more what I call wraparound services. And please, let's get more officers on the street. Criminal justice and police reforms were some of the issues addressed in VPM's Citizens Agenda election survey. It posed the question, what would you want the candidates to talk about as they compete for votes? Mayor LeVar Stoney's re-election campaign reported a break-in and burglary at its Jackson Ward office Tuesday morning. According to the Richmond Police Department, the break-in happened overnight and some electronics were stolen. Campaign officials told the Richmond Times-Dispatch this included a television An investigation by RPD and the 4th Precinct Detective is ongoing to determine if anything else was taken. In a statement, Stoney's campaign said it hopes the incident was not politically motivated. The next group of students to return to in-person learning in Chesterfield County got the green light at yesterday's school board meeting. Health Committee spokesperson Nick Euler told the board despite an increase in new cases over the last 14 days, the district's positivity rate is still showing a lower risk of infection. Based on that overall rating and VDH recommendations, the committee recommends that we return Cohort 3 to in-person instruction based on the current cohort schedule. Cohort 3 is students in grades 4 and 5. They'll return to school on October 26th. 
School board members agreed to meet every two weeks for updates from the health committee. Cohort 4, students in middle and high school, could see a potential return date of November 9th. Governor Ralph Northam left isolation yesterday following a COVID-19 diagnosis in late September. In a press conference, Northam urged Virginians not to get complacent about the virus, especially as colder weather pushes people inside. This is a dangerous virus. It is very contagious and it is very stubborn. It's too easy to think, oh, this will never happen to me, but it can. Still, Northam credited Virginians with largely following state health guidelines. The positivity rate for coronavirus tests recently fell to 4.5 percent, its lowest point since widespread testing became available in the Commonwealth. Due to the pandemic, many traditional poll workers have opted out because their age puts them in a high-risk category of potentially catching COVID-19. In Chesterfield County, efforts to recruit poll workers have been underway for months. Ian Stewart reports on the county's outreach to hire them and what it takes to be on the front lines in a pandemic on November 3rd. Like many people across the country, North Chesterfield County parents Shakir and Dana Turton have had to learn how to juggle. Both telework at home. Dana hunkers down at the kitchen table while Shakir sequesters himself upstairs in a loft. Both are at the ready to help their daughter Sloan, who's in her room, log on to virtual kindergarten. So we do a lot of popping up, um, popping up and down as we need to. Dana, who's 43, works as an administrative assistant at VCU Medical School. She says VCU is giving employees November 3rd off to vote, and Sloan's also off from school. Because her husband is working from home, Dana decided it would be okay to sign up to be a poll worker on election day. So being able to say, yes, I can do a 5 a.m. arrival time without having to organize childcare has certainly helped. Dana says her desire to help is driven by past experiences at her polling site. She says the people working have always been organized and efficient, especially when it comes to handling her ballot. I've always noticed that they really are good about saying, okay, let's be sure to put it in your folder so nobody else is seeing it. Plus, she says they've always been friendly to Sloan. I've had a little one with me, I think, every time I voted since she was born, and they've always been very patient, giving her a sticker, so that's been important. Back in 2016, roughly 675 people worked the polls for the presidential election in Chestfield County. That's according to a survey conducted this year by the Election Data and Science Lab at MIT with the organization Democracy Works. For this presidential election, Chesterfield Registrar Constance Hardgrove practically doubled that effort to 1,200 workers. Earlier this year, Hardgrove said, We've been recruiting, 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 building up to the fall election this year. I had heard that, particularly with COVID, Here's Dana again. And people who are maybe the 65 and older, which I know a lot of people tend to be, who do the polls, um, that they were potentially facing a shortage. So to recruit people to work the polls, the county launched an aggressive campaign to be staffed for early in-person and Election Day voting. County officials increased the daily pay for poll workers from $150 to $250, and they expanded their advertising to include social media, radio ads, and electronic billboards. Hardgrove says their goal of hiring 1,200 workers was met, and in fact, they had over 2,500 people apply. To prepare each polling site to follow CDC guidelines, Hardgrove says Federal CARES Act funding is paying for essential equipment, including sneeze guards, gloves, masks, and cleaning supplies. We are practicing social distancing as much as possible, uh, following the CDC guidelines, wiping down the voting booths and um, equipment throughout the day. The county has also moved training online. Dana says she's not too worried about working the polls. She says she and her family are regular mask wearers, so it should be easy to wear one all day. Felt like that's something I could do because it sounds like the county is making sure 
that there will be distanced spaces and masks and everything like that. Dana says she's ready for November 3rd, and so is her daughter Sloan. I know my little one is very excited to come visit to see mom in action. So to the extent that she can <laughs> um, safely, she definitely wants to come to voting day, as she likes to call it. Starting on Monday, the county is opening four satellite locations, including one at North Courthouse Library, where Dana will be stationed and voting on Election Day. Ian Stewart, VPM News. All the stories you've heard can be found online at vpm.org news. This has been the Daily VPM Newscast. VPM.